refrigerator, put down the menu of your worst but favorite restaurant and pick up some water and start over. If you had a moral failure or you went back to your drug of choice or you had one of those nights where you did it, you saw it, you read it, you tasted it, you played it, you played with it, you consumed it or whatever you did, you need to embrace this tool this morning, understand its purpose, and take advantage of its opportunity and start over. Everybody don't get the opportunity to start over. So just the fact that you can start over ought to be a praise break right there. If you walked away from God, today is your day to start over. If you have blown it in life, or you just feel a call to a new life, you can start over. So our level up for this month is actually physically fit. Physically fit. So you might say, why spend a month talking about being physically fit? We are not a gym. We're a church. We are not a medical facility. We are a church. This is not a weight loss center. It's not family fitness, IOE, or Las Vegas Athletic Club. We are a church. So why would we spend a month talking about being physically fit? It's because we are a Christian church, and we are to be like Jesus. So do you realize that Jesus spent a good portion of his ministry healing and transforming the physical? Think about it. And why would he do that? Because he came to destroy the works of the devil. See, when the devil enticed us to sin, the consequences of that brought three major issues. Those three major issues are poverty, sickness, and death. Poverty, sickness, and death. Poverty, meaning that the things that were provided for us begin to deteriorate when we brought sin into the world. Sickness because this body that was given to us began to deteriorate when we brought sin into the world. And then death. The death was is the relational union between us and God that begins to separate. Separation from God is the spiritual definition of death. So poverty, sickness, and death. God is saying, look, I gave mankind physical perfection. And then sin messed it up. So when Jesus came, he said, I came to restore your physical as well as your spiritual because I came to reverse what the devil stole from you. That's why John could pray. Beloved, I pray that you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. So in the time of Jesus on earth, the reason he was such a healer is because so much of their lives depended on their being physically able to function. It was the source of their emotional and financial and social and civic lives. It, it affected their self-esteem. It affected their ability to marry if they were not physically fit. It, it uh, affected their ability to interact and their social status and even their religious activity because some things would keep them out of the synagogue if they were not physically whole. It, it, it had to do a lot with their acceptance in society. You see, the Jews did not separate the physical from the spiritual. 
They felt that your physical condition was a reflection of your acceptance or your rejection by God. And that if something was wrong with you, that it was equated with sinning against God and judgment against God. That's why we have the story where when the man was born blind, everybody wanted to know who sinned. Was it his sin or his parents? Because they didn't separate the physical from the spiritual. And then they didn't have any associations for the disabled. They didn't have any laws for the disabled. No checks were coming in the mail. They had no rights. They had no advocates. So Jesus saw that so many of these people had no quality of life unless he did something about it. He said, I come so that they can have this abundant life. So he went about healing people. And maybe more than any other miracle that he worked, most of the miracles of Jesus involved either physical health or mental health. He healed bodies. He casted out demons. He raised people from the dead, thereby destroying all the works of the devil, which were poverty, sickness, and death. And then he preached the good news of the kingdom to take care of that soul and that spirit. He took care of the whole man. So we are concerned here at New Antioch. We are concerned about your physical fitness because Jesus is concerned about reversing all of the work of the enemy because Jesus is concerned about your quality of life and because so much of your purpose and God's plan for you is dependent on your physical ability to be able to carry it out. So level up where you are right now. We're going to level up into being physically fit. The problem is, it requires a change in your lifestyle. That part. And that part doesn't come easy. There will be starts and stops and mixed steps and falls and failures. And you will have to start over. Because if you just give up, it just gets worse. If you just give up, it just gets worse. God wants you to level up the quality of your life. But if you just give up when it gets hard, if you just give up because you don't feel like the fight, if you just give up because you're too busy with other things, if you just give up because it seems like it's not working, it's not, you're not doing it right, it, it, it's, you're not doing it well, and so you're frustrated and you're depressed and you're tired, y'all, it's just easier to quit. It's easier to just give in to my flesh and give it what it wants. I don't have to fight with you if I just give you what you want. Reminds me of my new grandbaby. I'm too old to have a three-month-old grandbaby. And so he wants, he wants you to walk around with him all day till he calmed down. But that crying, I know we're not supposed to be spoiling him, but that crying, it's easier to give in to the little boy. Then to hear him screaming for an hour. And I don't know about you, but my flesh is a three-month-old baby. Oh, just mine. If I don't give it what it wants, it just screams for an hour. Go on, eat this cookie so I can go to sleep. 
it's easier to just give in, to be, tell the truth. I'll be honest about myself. I ain't got no people going to be real up in here with me today. I like the freedom of an undisciplined life. Get up when I get ready. Eat whatever I want. Don't have to worry about how many points it is on Weight Watchers. Don't have to worry about uh, how many steps I got going. And I need 200, I need 2,000 more steps today. An undisciplined life is a freedom that we like. Because it's discipline. This ain't fun. Discipline is not enjoyable yet. It don't come natural yet. And there's a peace in quitting. Once you quit, you get completely at peace. There's a relief in giving up. But if you just give up, it just gets worse. 20 pounds becomes 50. That catch in your back is now a need for surgery. That cigarette smoke becomes lung cancer. That drug becomes a ticket back to prison. That marijuana becomes a lazy, unproductive lifestyle. That alcohol destroys that liver and those brain cells. That food becomes diabetes. And then they start cutting stuff off. And then you're on dialysis. That weight becomes heart problems. And now you got to have open heart surgery. And, and, and the, the diabetes causes that impotence in men. And so now your marriage is affected because you can no longer perform because you just gave up. And then if it keeps going and keeps going, somebody has to stop their life, put their life on hold to take care of you because you just gave up. If you just give up, it just gets worse. So I came by to encourage you. Start over. Never stop starting over. Y'all, even God starts over. Yeah, he do. After the rebellion in heaven, the earth was without form and it was void. So God fixed the earth up, created mankind, and started over. We acted a fool, so God called Noah, and then he flooded the earth and destroyed everything that wasn't on the ark and then started over. Then we acted up again, and God sent his son, Jesus Christ, who died for all of our sins, and he started over. We all messing up now. So God is preparing a new heaven and a new earth so he can do what? Start over. God is a God of cycles and systems that start over every season. Life starts over. Rain is a cycle. Oxygen is a cycle called photosynthesis. Reproduction, ladies, is a cycle. Blood in your body is a cycle. The whole purpose of your heart is to maintain a cycle. All of these things just keep starting over and starting over. And when we level up, we got to be okay with starting over. As a matter of fact, we need to celebrate the opportunity to start over. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. They don't have no opportunity to start over. Somebody had a stroke and they don't even know they're in this world. They don't have the opportunity to start over. And so when we look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, 
He says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In other words, you're going to mess up in some kind of way until your transformation is complete. We do believe in complete deliverance that you can get to the point where you never go back to that thing again. But until you get to that point, if God doesn't do it instantaneously, you're probably going to mess up. And if you don't mess up on that, you're going to mess up on that other. Sin simply means missing the mark. Sin, do a little review. Sin is, is an athletic term from archery. Back in the day, they would shoot the arrow, and if you hit the bullseye, then, of course, you win. But anything that wasn't the bullseye, that space between where you were and, and where the bullseye was was called a sin. And so it then became with anything where it misses the mark. All God, uh, for, to, to really please God, you got to hit the bullseye. Anything that's not the bullseye is sin. And since none of us could hit the bullseye on a consistent level, Jesus came, hit the bullseye, and he took care of our sin. He hit it for you. So then each time you do miss the mark, you have an opportunity to start over. Well, how do I start over? He said, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Well, what does it mean to forgive? I, 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 I sinned, and so now I've got to be forgiven. That word forgives means to send away, to leave alone, and to permit to depart. In other words, when you sin, after you confess it, just tell me that you messed up. Just be honest with me. Don't just try to keep living over what you're doing. Just tell me that you did it wrong. And what I'll do then is to take that sin and I'll send it away. I'll leave it alone. I won't fool with it no more. I won't look at it anymore. I will permit it to depart. It won't be on your record. It's gone. But now if you keep claiming that you haven't sinned, if you never admit that you missed the mark, then we can't, you're a liar, God, because I did this thing myself. He said, and his word is not in us. So then he goes into the second chapter. He says, dear children, I write this so you will not sin. In other words, I don't want you to make a lifestyle of missing it. You're supposed to be trying not to miss it. <laughs> Try not to miss it. I was like, oh, so he's going to forgive me for my sins. I'm going to shoot over here <laughs> for the rest of my life. That means you don't love him and you don't appreciate him. What we're supposed to be doing is, God, I'm going to do the best I can because I want to be a witness for you. Because I want people to see that there is a change in my life. That meeting Jesus does change your life. That there's a better life than they're leaving. I'm going to shoot my best shot. But I understand, no matter how well I shoot, I'm never going to get hit that bullseye. But I don't have to because you did it for me. So we don't continue in it. He says, I I'm telling you, I don't want you to sin. I don't want you to keep missing the mark. But if anybody does. Look what we got. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, the one who hit it every time. That word advocate is a Greek word called parakletos. It's the same word that's used for the Holy Spirit. Because the three are one. They all have the same characteristic. And so this word advocate means one who's called to your one's aid. Somebody that's called to your aid. It's an intercessor. It's a consoler, a comforter, and a helper. That word means all of that. But if you look at the original word, parakletos, it comes, uh, the, the word para means from close beside. 
And the word kaleo means to make a call. So it probably it's like a legal advocate who makes the right judgment call for you. But they can make the right call because they're close enough to the situation. And I'm not, I'm not calling you from over there. I, I, I'm not uh, uh, advocating from you from over there. I'm over here. I'm right here with you. And so I know exactly the situation. I know exactly what you're going through. We got someone who is close enough to us and our situation to make a call. Every night then you need Jesus to make a call. And look at it this way. We, we sin and Jesus makes the call. And once he, Jesus makes the call, it's like having your advocate, your lawyer that just made a call. And after he makes a call, all my charges are dropped. I'm forgiven and I get to start over with a clean slate. Oh, somebody ought to be excited that you got somebody close to you that can make a call. And so in that, we have been given... A reset button. A, a, a reset button that starts us over the moment we confess our sin. Everybody got reset buttons on stuff? It wipes out whatever was tripping, and it starts the thing over. Uh, if, you, if you're a runner and, and you just time your last run, if you set that, report, that reset button, that thing is gone. And your time starts over. And your time starts over. That was for somebody. And your time starts over. We have been given a reset button. It starts over the moment we confess our sin. So let's confess our sin. Agree that we messed up. I fell short. That we knew to do good, but didn't do it. That we knew not to do that. Or smoke that, or drink that, or say that, or think that, or eat that. And we did it anyway. So all you got to do is say, my bad, God. My bad. Push the reset button, start over. And the last incident no longer exists. That's why they call the gospel good news. That last incident no longer exists because you got a reset button. So the Bible says, my dear children, I write this to you so you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, and we probably should say more accurately, when, um, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Look at this. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, meaning he died for that. Not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. So the sins of the whole world are really forgiven if they would just repent and say, my bad. And God will reset everybody's button. But what I want you to see in this is that button cost Jesus his throne, his position, his blood his life that reset button was expensive use it use it he died to buy you a reset button use it how disrespectful it is to have this provided for you at such a high price and you think your situation is so drastic that you won't use it you that thing was expensive use it stop hating on yourself stop talking about it stop kicking yourself stop feeling bad stop being depressed Stop being hopeless. And this is the one for me. Don't wallow in it. Don't just wallow in your sin. Don't just wallow in your failure. Don't stay there for three or four days feeling bad about it. 
Don't stay there for three or four weeks. Three or four months. Let me see if I got any company. Three or four years. Okay, I got me four people that y'all doing good there. Stop tripping about a failure from 10 years ago. That's me right there. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. You had a baby out of wedlock and you still kicking yourself and feeling bad about yourself. And the baby's 32 and you got three grandkids. Stop tripping about that divorce and that your marriage failed and you just don't feel like God can use you or you don't feel like you can be a good example. And that, that for person you divorced, they've been married twice since then. But we went to a conference this weekend. This week we went to a conference and this preacher said something that blessed my soul. Because I'm one of those people that is tripping about failures from 10, 12, 15 years ago. I can still feel the shame and the, the embarrassment. And, the, and, and I'm one of them people. And he, says, he said to us, he said, the reason the devil keeps bringing up your past is because he's running out of new material. <laughs> Y'all, he's running out of new material. He, he got he to gotta go back 10 or 12 years to try to make me feel bad because I've gotten better as the years have gone by. He ain't really got that much on me now. The only reason he reaching behind is because he ain't got no new material. He ain't got no new material. He ain't, the only thing he got, Tiffany, is I ate a piece of cake yesterday that I probably shouldn't have ate. That's all you got? That's all you can mess with me with? Oh, that's good news to me. He running out of good material because y'all remember the day he only had to go to that morning. All right, thank you, little man. He only had to go to that morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a day that if he wanted you to feel bad, all he had to do is run last night. But now he got to go back 10 years because he's running out of new material. Ooh, that was good to me. I gave that preacher $50. Because you really are getting better. But only if you use that reset button. Had I not kept starting over, I would have been doing today what I was doing 10 years ago. That button is the most expensive thing in the universe, y'all. What he paid for you to be able to just push a button and start over. Use it. Confess you did wrong and push the button and start over. Can we go deeper? I want to give you a different way to look at the words start over. Because when you go over something, you go above it and beyond it. You start over and beyond. Start over meaning above and beyond. You start over. So, so the reason 
that we get frustrated at starting over is because in our mind, we got to go back to where we started. And that's frustrating. But that's because you see starting over as one-dimensional. One-dimensional, you started, you did good, you messed up, and now you got to go all the way back and start over. And you start over, and you get to that point, and you mess up, and now you got to go back to where it started over. But that's because you think starting over is one-dimensional. Starting over is actually two-dimensional. So it just looks like you're starting from the same place. It looks like you're starting from the same place, but in actuality, you're starting from a new dimension because you're starting over. You got to go up to be over. I I heard a preacher say once, I'm too busy going over to go under. (laughs) But you you feel like you're going under if you think it's one dimensional. You're in another dimension now. You're going over. I'm telling you to start over. Start above. What are you above and beyond? What do you mean by that? You learned some stuff on the last try. You figured out some stuff on the last try. You were conditioned in your body on the last try. You matured since the last try. You got some good feedback from the last try. So you're not just starting. You're starting over. You're starting from a higher position. You're starting from another dimension. You're above and beyond where you were last time. If you would quit tripping and pouting and being disappointed, you will realize that each time you failed, you came back on a different dimension. You're different now. Even though you fail, you're not back in the same spot. Let me talk to those who have multiple failures. Anybody besides me? Thank you. Failure itself is a demoralizer. It takes your heart. It it, it takes your courage and it takes your energy. When you try it on something really hard and it fails. It's a demoralizer. And then there's the fear of failure. The fear of failure is a paralyzer. It'll cause you not to try at all. It'll cause you not to move at all. I I, I hurt my back once, and I was stuck on a fence for 45 minutes. Not because I couldn't move, but I was afraid to move. Because the pain was so excruciating. I could have moved through the pain, but because the pain was so bad, when I tried to move, I was paralyzed, not by the back or what was going on in my back. I was paralyzed by the fear. And some of you, fear has paralyzed you. You're not stuck because of the failure. You're stuck because of the fear. 
Fear of failure is a paralyzer. It causes you not to try at all and certainly not to start over. But the real issue for some of you is the spirit of failure. Not the fear of failure, but the spirit of failure. The spirit of failure is a strategizer. Strategist is a real word. But failure is a demoralizer. Fear of failure is a paralyzer. But the spirit of failure is a strategizer. It's strategy. It's a demon that has a purpose to be in your life. It has a purpose to be in your ear. That demon has an agenda. What's its agenda? Its agenda is to keep you from starting over. Because failure is human. And so you, you should always see failure as feedback. That's all failure. It's not really failure. It's just feedback. That don't work. It's just feedback. The fear of failure is a dysfunction. It needs to be corrected and rejected. You might need to get some counseling. You might need to see why are you so afraid to move forward. But the spirit of failure is a demonic attack on your life. It has an agenda. That demon has an agenda of keeping you demoralized and keeping you paralyzed. Why would that spirit of failure attack me? Because just like Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy, the enemy wants to destroy the works of God and success is a blessing that was declared on us by God and the devil wants to take your success because it's the work of God and we don't have to bend to that but it requires you overcoming your failures and getting to that reset button and so John says beloved I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health because he knew that's what we're supposed to have he said just as your soul prospers start over start over above and beyond what you did the last time it only looks like it's the same place but not if you understand that you're in another dimension now if you take the feedback you're really in another dimension if you get on courage take on courage and do the start over you're starting other over from a different dimension let me explain it this way y'all know how people say if i knew then what i know now well guess what now you know. <laughs> You're on a different dimension. Because now you know. You don't ever have to say that now when you start over. Because now you know. You don't have to say, I'm going to start over. And Ooh, I wish I knew then what I know now. You know now. Now you know. You don't have no excuse. It ain't like you don't know. You don't ever have to say that again. Now you know what you didn't know then. So start over with your new knowledge. Start over knowing what doesn't work. Start over with your advocate by your side. Start over with some help. Start over with a coach. Start over with a new strategy. Because you know now what you didn't know then. You know now that you're the head and not the tail. That you're above only and not beneath. That you're a lender and not a borrower. You know now that no weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper you know now that you're blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed when you come blessed when you go you know now that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you you know now that all things are working together for the good of them that love God you know now that you don't have to be weary and well doing because in due season you will reap if you keep pushing that restart button if you faint not you know now that God always causes you to triumph in Christ Jesus you know now that we are more than conquerors through him that 
Somebody holler, start over. Start over. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is softly calling. And no matter, and because of who he is, and because of what he's done, he died for you. Because of where he's been on that cross, you can start all over again. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is softly calling. And because of who he is. And because of where he's been. And because of what he's done, you can start all over again. Get that in your spirit this morning. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is softly calling. And because of who he is, and because of where he's been, and because of what he's done, you can start all over again. This first prayer is for those who need to start over their spiritual life with God. You need to start your walk with God over again. Some of you need to start your walk with God for the first time that you've never really surrendered your life. You might be listening by live stream. You might be in the room right now. But today I want you to get over your own self and your own embarrassment and meet me at the altar. Sometimes we do this prayer and we let you sit in your seats. But today, I need you to start over. And if that's you today and you need to start over on your spiritual life, on your walk with God, come on, meet us at this altar. Whether you're starting over or starting for the first time, come on, let me pray for you. I want to seal your decision to start over. This is a good day to start over. This is a good moment to start over. You know I'm talking to you. Don't let that spirit of failure talk you into sitting in your seat because you don't think you'll be able to live this life. And so I'm going to wait till I think I can do it. You can't do it. You're never going to be able to do it by yourself. But you have an advocate who's ready to make a call for you. Don't sit there like you know you're right. You're not right. You know you're wrong. Come on. I say, I want to start over. I want to start over. I want to start over. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I can do this thing better. I can do this thing better. I know some stuff now I didn't know then. I'm ready to start over. I'm ready to start over. 
come on, I'll wait for you. He's softly calling. You hear him calling you. And because of where he's been. You can start all over. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you. God, we're coming to surrender our life to you. God, seal this decision that they're making today. Seal it, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God is my bad. God, I could have done it better. God, I could have done it different, but I'm ready now to start all over again. So forgive me for everything I've done wrong. You all say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, say it with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for everything so that you can make sure you're getting uh, your classes toward uh, servant leadership and toward ordination. But of course, anyone, you'll have the classes out. Uh, anyone who would like to be a part of our Kingdom Academy. Uh, we did, I don't think we mentioned that you can give in person today. And so if you have not given, you can still go to newantioch-eliante.org, but you can also give uh, here in person by debit and credit card. Or if you need an offering envelope and give in cash, if you raise your hand, they will bring you an offering envelope and you can give it on the way out. We have right here a hand for offering envelope. Anybody needs an offering envelope, just raise your hand and they will get you that as well. If you want to pray by debit or want to not pay, but want to give by uh, debit or credit card, they're right here in the back. today and we're going to turn uh, this over. I'll see y'all next week. Start over. Start over. Anybody starting over today? Anybody going to put it off till tomorrow? No, no. <laughs> you can start all over again. Amen. Pastor Shawanda's coming at this time. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for our pastor. For the ability to start over, push the reset button, I thank God for that. I needed that message uh, in my life also. Thank you all for being here. Again, thank all of the visitors for visiting with us on this afternoon. I think Pastor said it, but if you have decided that this is the place that you want to make your home, please meet us out there at the welcome table like this is, this is my place. This is where I want to be. Also, we're going to have a baptism service uh, coming up in March. And so if you are a candidate would like to be baptized, please also sign up at the welcome table and we will have our um, team get in contact with you if you're wanting to be, um, to be baptized. 
Also, we're going to be, uh, you'll hear more information about it. But for those of you who have been with us for a while, we are coming into our season of rally um, every year. I got a couple people excited about a rally. I'm excited to have the ability to give unto God because he has blessed me so greatly. But every year we give you the opportunity to give the year. And we'll talk about that more in the coming Sundays. But we give um, 2023, which is the year. We also have tiers that you can give for the rally. We'll talk more about the rally as we get closer to it. But we did just want to put that on your heart, put that on your mind, um, um, what we're doing um, in our rally. And so just keep that. Sign up if you want to um, be baptized. And also on this week, um, we celebrated a 50th birthday of our pastor Erica over at the Central Campus. She'll be um, a 50 this coming week. But we got our own birthday over here at Aleante. The Bishop Reverend Barbara Jean Jenkins. Y'all, this is a jewel. If you don't know Reverend BJ, she sits so quietly, but she is a powerhouse. She is a quiet storm. She is a missionary. She's a preacher. She got all of them degrees and all that stuff that's on her wall at home. She did led teams all over in Africa and every other place. This is the Reverend Bishop BJ. And it is her birthday this past on the 17th. Reverend BJ, we love you in the house, and we celebrate you on your birthday. If you have never had a conversation with Reb, you're missing out. You are missing out. She is a gem in the house. I do believe that is all I do want to say. I was running out as they were running in. The men were in the house on yesterday. The men started their men's community group yesterday. I wasn't here, but I heard that it was fabulous. Brothers, I'm excited about what God is doing in each of you. Um, Lawrence, correct? God said right now when pastor was praying for you, tell him I said that he's a man of God. I don't know if people call you that. I don't know if you call yourself that, but God said on this afternoon and, and all that you pray about and all that you do and all that you call yourself and other people call you, he said, you begin to tell yourself I'm a man of God and God is going to reveal what all of that means in your life. That is who you are. You're in the right place at the right time. And I declare that because you step foot in New Antioch Christian Fellowship, you will never be the same. Your life is changing right now, right now, and you don't even realize it. And so we just thank you all. I do believe that that is all that we have on this afternoon. Uh, Board of Trustees, we will have our meeting after church, so hang around. And so let's stand so we can pray out and be out. If anybody sees a pink phone, I was praying and walking and my phone is somewhere. I don't have it in my hand, so if y'all see a pink phone, Thank you so very much. Put it on my seat. I got to praying, and I was like, oh, my God. And then, Keith, when y'all started doing that, I'm going to let us go. But let me tell you all something really quick. When um, I felt something in the atmosphere right before church, and this is for those of you who feel like you're called to intercede, and I'm going to grill my intercessors uh, later because I want to ask them a question. Did they feel what the atmosphere felt like? Now, some people won't feel that. 
But if you feel like, oh, something's going on in the atmosphere, then I want to know what are you going to do about what you feel? Um, and not just be like, something ain't right, but I don't know what's right. We are intercessors. And so the spirit begins to speak to us about what is happening. When they begin to do that in that song, that dun, 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 I don't know if you could tell, but I'm like, do it because it's ripping at the atmosphere. It is ripping at what is trying to stand between us and the word of God. And so every time they did that, I felt something tear away. And that's when pastor was able to come up here and pray with more, uh, preach with more ease. She was going to preach anyway. But we all together, we're creating the atmosphere. Y'all, we do have an enemy. He don't want y'all to get the word that you need. But when we come together as a team, I'm like, no, nah, you finna get out of here. Because God said that someone on today is standing in a life-changing moment. And so somebody that is in here right now, this is your life-changing moment. And so I needed y'all to do that. I needed us to press a little bit further. Praise team, we needed you. Pastor talks about that handoff. The prayer team stood up. Y'all don't even know who they are, but they all over this place praying for you. And that's what I felt today. And I finally felt a break. And so somebody's life in this place, I, I'm praying it's more than one person. You will never be the same. Never be the same. Because the word of God reached you on this afternoon. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we say thank you for your divine presence. We say thank you, oh God, for this team of people who said God will serve your people. God, I say thank you that we come together in confluence, that we close up the divide. In the name of Jesus, God, I say thank you for these, your people, as we declare that someone's life will never be the same. Today is their day. God, you came for them. You had the word for them and so we just said thank you oh god send us out into this week allow us to find another allow us to share you with another don't allow us to be shy or back down god but that we carry the good news that there is life that there is a reset that there is a start over and so god we just said thank you now Oh God, we bless our pastor. Oh God, renew her strength as she has poured out, God. And as we go from this place, God, we go in you. And so we just say thank you now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Kareem, this is for you. I could start all over again, but I ain't. I ain't going to do that. Well, y'all have a blessed week. Amen. <laughs>